Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York, in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. So you guys leave the restaurant. Each each one of you is carrying at least one or two bags of food in styrof- black styrofoam boxes wrapped with tinfoil because Brawlman just ordered so goddamn much food. <laughs> the portion sizes are generous at this place, or at least they were around this time. So you guys get into your car, into uh, Esme's car, and Esme, as you're crossing the street, Going back towards the uh, parking garage, you look and you see an unusual building. For some reason, your eyes are just drawn to it. Was Is it in the direction that I had sensed earlier? Most definitely. She looks and there's this concrete building with an unusual structure on the top. It looks like four black wings extending up into the sky, and a central black shaft going between them with sort of cinder blocks slash concrete walls supporting that central shaft. And it seems to be somewhat fairly elaborate. Um, For those who actually want to Google this at home, it's the Times Square building in Rochester, New York. Esme stops to look at it there. That's where the feeling came from. And for the rest of you, as you turn to take a look, you you get an impression of power from the building. And you can still feel some lingering traces of that supernatural pulse now that you're focusing on it. Do you think you can pinpoint it if we get closer? Possibly. But should we distract ourselves? I thought our I thought we were to find this Claire. Fair enough. They might be related though. We'll see later, then. If Claire's here at all, wouldn't she be here still in a little while? Won't this still be here in a little while? That's exactly my point. It's been here for some time, so... Well, I mean, um, I mean specifically what we're feeling coming from it right now. Yes. Decisions, decisions. I say we follow the pulse. What do you think? Well, we're kind of packed with food, so we might as well just check out the homeless place. I look towards Lauren and Esme. I just look down at the uh, two plastic shopping bags, completely full of uh, takeout containers. And then I look over to the building again, and I just kind of shrug. Does the pulse, the feeling, feel like it's ebbing? Absolutely. It's just sort of an echo of the initial pulse that you're feeling at this point. Sort of like the after image of a lightning bolt. 
Let's go find the feeling. The, the, the food can sit, I believe, in my car for a bit. It shouldn't take too long to go see it. Right. Let's go. All right. So is this one of those situations where I could use lore the path to, as we get closer to it, to find where the specific power came from? Yes, you could. Go ahead and roll. It'll be perception plus survival. And what are your criteria? Are you just setting it up, say, bring me to the origin of this pulse? Or is there some other criteria that you're setting for the search? I would like to set up the criteria of finding the location of this power, but doing so unseen by maybe building security, if that makes sense. That does make sense. What is your dice pool? Dice pool is three. Go ahead and roll. I botched. You absolutely know the best way to get to the origin point of that pulse without being seen by anyone at all. Now, I would like to point out with the power, it says that there's a faint silver-blue line, like a ray of moonlight that uh, that lights the path. Is that something that I'm seeing? Yep. Okay. Excellent. As, as you use the lore, you just see it sort of descend from the heavens and lay out in front of you where you need to go. Yes, demonic GPS. All right, then I will directly follow that that line. You guys turn right on the South Ave, you walk north, you cross South Ave, you go across the Broad Street Bridge. Can I get a quick, let's see here, I will do wits plus perception from all of you as you're crossing the Broad Street Bridge. Put it at difficulty seven. One for me. Four for me. Also four. And one for me. So Lily's mind is focused on something else entirely. She does not notice this at all. Becca, as Esme is crossing the bridge, she kind of thinks for a moment that maybe she heard some music, but she's really focused on the path. Brawlman and Azoth, however, distinctly hear music and voices coming from below them as they cross the bridge. Looking just, just looking over the side of the bridge, they'll both notice that there appears to be another structure, like there's a lower level to the bridge, and the noises are coming from there. No one's in the river itself, though, so there's no, no potential drowning. You continue across the bridge, um, you walk alongside the Blue Cross Arena. Looking down towards the Blue Cross Arena, you notice that there is a sculpture with a flame in the center of it. It looks like a sphere, a cage, almost, with a flame in the middle of it. You continue walking. You go across Exchange Boulevard to the corner of Broad and Exchange. You cross north, and you're standing more or less in front of the Times Square building. As you go in through the doors, the very first thing you notice is that there's a small cafe on the left. There is an office, glass walls directly in front of you, Looks like it's some sort of healthcare company, insurance company. And to the right, there's a security desk. And two security guards are talking to each other. And as the four of you enter, they turn. Can we help you folks? Uh, Esme just kind of freezes up because she wasn't expecting this to happen. Uh, Lily will sort of tap her on the shoulder and say, Hello, gentlemen. Uh... It seems we might have gotten a bit lost. Uh, our GPS is uh, sadly out of commission. GPS? Those are just 
those are pretty new. You know, you can't really rely on new technology like that. Where are you trying to get to? Well, we've been trying to meet up with a friend, and she'll sort of name some random location somewhere. Like, probably pretty far away. Yeah, you are... That... You're not... That's not even downtown, ma'am. I'm sorry. You're going to want to get into your... Yeah, you're going to want to get into your car. You're going to want to take 490, you know, until it hits 390 South. Then you take 390 South. You're going to want to get off at the Scottsville exit. You're looking at about a 25-minute drive or so for where you're trying to go. Oh. Uh, And where did we end up anyway? She sort of looks around. This is the uh, Times Square building. Ah, I see. Law offices. There's an architect firm upstairs. There's used to be a bank. Don't know if you're interested in the history of that. Cafe is closed on the weekend. They're only open from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday, for the uh, downtown lunch rush. Shame. All in all, it's a pretty quiet day. Hmm. I see. Well, thanks for your help. Hey, Brawlman, give me an intelligence and security real quick, because you're the only one that has security as an uh, as a skill. Oh, uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, I'll make it difficulty six. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Nothing seems out of the ordinary for you. No successes. Lily. Yes. Give me an intelligence and f- actually no. You know what? Just give me a straight intelligence and wits roll. Actually, we'll do it that way. Okay. What's the difficulty? Also six. One success. Wow, there's two ones in that row. So you you stop for a second, and this place... Yes, this place is where the offices for one of the architecture firms that you've worked with in the past is located. You've been in this building before. Well, Lily's been in this building before. It was maybe about three or four years ago. They helped design an apartment complex, maybe, okay. that Lily was building. Interesting. Uh, I'll sort of say, eh, while I'm here, I might as well visit this and this guy. I think I was here a couple of years ago for a business deal. I'm terrible with places like that. You know how some people, they forget faces and names. I don't do that. But I do forget places. Terrible with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the security guards. Oh, you mean uh, Jameson and Ward? They're yeah, up yeah, on yeah. six. They're up on six. Okay. Let's go. I'll just give them the wizard then. You guys pile into the elevator. This place is extremely elaborate. The foyer, particularly the columns, it's all sort of this reddish pink marble, a lot of brass. This was clearly built in the earlier part of the 20th century. The elevator is a little on the old side. It's it slowly makes its way up to six, and it opens up into this kind of claustrophobic carpeted hallway with this absolutely wretched drywall in this sort of off-white color. Clearly, whoever remodeled this place did not have an eye towards any sort of aesthetic sensibilities. It looks like they were just trying to do the job and do it quickly. The carpet is old and worn. It has sort of that, you know, heavy carpet texture that office buildings have meant for durability and it's a weird greenish color that looks fairly worn in parts and there's a sign directly across from the elevator that just says jameson and ward with an arrow to the right ah cool uh 
Esme, do you feel the pulse? She frowns and looks at the very worn carpet. I'm not sure. Am I still seeing the path? You are, actually. It's a straight line going up through the elevator from floor to ceiling. I'm not sure I'm seeing, feeling it somewhere. I'm not sure I'm feeling it anymore, but as she looks back up the elevator, it looks like we should continue to go up. Okay, then. As Lily goes, pops, seventh floor, you know. Looking at the control panel for the elevator, it goes up to, I want to say, 14, and then there's a button marked R with a little key hole next to it. I guess we could go to 14 and see if there's some other way to the roof. Can I try to interact with this uh, key mechanism? I do have wings in my apocalyptic form. <laughs> um, I have, uh, I think, my second dot of Lore of the Forge. I, maybe I can, if it's a mechanical mechanism, maybe I could somehow interact with it. It is indeed a mechanical thing. Go ahead and roll. Uh, we'll say it's difficulty 7. Because it's a fairly complex mechanical thing, you got to get the key to turn properly before the button will activate. Okay, so I have uh, seven dice. I'd also like to spend a willpower on this. So at first, you can't make them move. You just It's just too resistant. But then you focus harder, and you feel them start sliding into place one by one. And then you hear a click as the whole lock turns into the upright position, as if there were a key in it, but there's no key. I rub my hands together, satisfied. Marvelous. The elevator opens up on the 14th floor. The sign across the hall just says, Dwyer and Lang, attorneys at law. And the path continues to lead up or out? It continues to lead up through the roof of the elevator. I think we need to get on the roof. Maybe we can find a ladder or a staircase somewhere nearby? Yeah, let's search for that or any sort of maintenance doors. Or the R button. Yeah, let's try that. So Lily pushes the R button, the doors close, and the elevator rises up another floor, and as it goes up, Esme realizes that the path starts to change and head out through the doors. Up through the 14th? Up to the roof. Oh, so like as we're coming up, the path is starting to adjust? Yes. Oh, okay. The doors open. You're in a small, looks like a utility hallway. As you step out, you notice the other elevator doors are shut to the right of the elevator that you're in. A heavy steel door at the other end of this small chamber is slightly ajar, and you can hear wind coming through it, along with sunlight. Opening that door, you find yourselves on the roof of the Times Square building. Esme will lead the path. Now this opens up to the base of the large metal sculpture, and you can see... As you walk out from the heavy door and turn around to take a look at the sculpture. Now on the area, it's sort of a generic roof, a gravel roof. There's a low wall or a high wall with iron rings set at regular intervals that goes around the top portion of the building there below the sculpture. You notice that there seems to be an area in the middle of the gravel roof not, you know, between the two walls, maybe about 20 feet out from the door. That seems to be fairly heavily traveled. The gravel's a little bit thinner. It's pushed aside. The tar underneath the gravel is visible. And you smell, it smells like ozone up here, as if a lot of electricity or something was, a lot of electrical activity had been going on 
It's that sort of post-lightning ozone smell. And that spot on the roof is where the silver path ends. And as you approach it, the silver path dissipates. This seems to be where the power came from. And? I mean, do do you see anything? Esme will begin to inspect around the area where the path stopped, trying to put together any kind of, this is what happened here, but probably there's just not a lot of information to go off of. Give me an intelligence plus crafts, or actually a perception plus crafts roll. Difficulty seven. I think meanwhile, Azov is just standing around like an idiot. Like he really doesn't know what to make of the situation. <laughs> can I see if I feel any anything right now? Yeah, you can do a perception alertness, I believe it is. All right, so I botched again. So while Esme is looking around, how does Brawlman fare? A one if it's uh, difficulty six. Okay, we'll assume it's difficulty six. You still feel the afterburn or the after image. It's a little clearer if you really focus on it, but there's no active supernatural effect going on up here right now. Esme, looking around the roof, you're absolutely certain that there had been some sort of structure up here that had been disassembled in the vicinity of the worn area of the roof. You see these markings that look like they may have been some sort of adhesive. There's some disturbances in the gravel that look like it may have been wiring of some type. There absolutely was something up here that has been removed. Getting down close to the tar and kind of feeling around in those sticky spots, you know, doing a little bit of smelling. Something was here, but I, I, I just don't know what. Lauren? I can feel remnants of something, but it feels like it's gone. I, I'm not sure. And I'm kind of just like turning around, just like looking at the sky, looking at everything around me. You guys hear a very faint ding from behind you. Lily turns around, sort of walks up to where, wherever the sound is coming from. The heavy steel utility door opens up and one of the security guards comes out. I'm sorry, folks, but you, you can't be up here. Did you get lost? We were misdirected by your elevator. It's, it really seems to be quite broken. I encourage you to have a look at that. This is not the floor I wanted to be on. Nice see you, Sam. Yeah, I thought you guys were going to uh, Jameson and Ward. Exactly. All right, well, let's uh, take the other elevator back down, and we'll get someone out to look at the, uh, the first one. I really think you should. Right this way. He has a very skeptical look on his face. Are there any cameras here? I assume there are, since he went up here. Yes, actually. As you walk back towards the heavy door, you notice that there are two cameras covering this portion of the roof from different angles, both of which would have a clear view of people walking out from that door. I sort of mumbled to the others that uh, we should get the camera feed before they do it. Just keep going. We haven't done anything wrong up here. I look around nervously, glancing up at the cameras, but trying not to stare at them and be obvious about my attention to them. Cameras are just cameras. There's no blinking light. They don't move. They're just angled in such a way to cover most of the roof, especially the entrance onto it. 
And as you guys get back into the small utility or access hallway, the security guard is standing by the open door of the other elevator. Right this way, folks. I can take you down to uh, down to six if you still need to go see Jameson and Ward. Otherwise, um, we can take you down to the lobby and you can have yourselves a nice day. Let's go down to six. All right. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.